I started recording immediately. <laughs> I'm missing out on good shit right now. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's uh, all right. No, thanks for doing it. Um, did you get everything I sent? I know it was weird with Facebook being down, but it looks like Facebook's now back up. Uh, did you get everything? Yeah, yeah, I wrote it all down. That, that was weird. The uh, I don't know. There was some like weird hacks coming out or something on Facebook. Some it was like a whistleblower that's going to take a bullet to the back of the head or something. <laughs> Shut the whole system down. Yeah, I went on Twitter. I was like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he's in Facebook jail. Like he's he's he fucked around and <laughs> sent a dick pic. And now he's being punished. He's, it might be it. We're all being no punished. No more Facebook. For it. Uh, anything you want to talk about, promote, or make sure we get to? I mean, I don't have anything to promote anymore. I mean, <laughs> I haven't I haven't done a single show or comedy probably in, I mean, it's been over a year now because it would have been like March. So it's like I haven't even gotten back on stage after, you know. Any reason why or? No, I just, it's so tough to like get out the gates because I mean, obviously everything shut down for a while and that mm-hmm. first show is always like the toughest to get out to and for the longest time i was like ah, i'll do it at some point i'll do it at some point it's like a year and a half later <laughs> i'm just like wow. ah, maybe it's been a minute yeah, yeah. that's a shame to me um I, it's everybody says that they're like what are you doing because that was the only thing you were doing <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you have like, nothing what, else right <laughs> what do you you work from home like what you don't even leave your apartment anymore you don't even <laughs> At least you had that now i'm just yeah i'm, yeah, I'm literally we, like gambling on football and yeah that's nah it, i don't know i'll get i'll get back out there at some point it's just it's not always easy to just make that leap but uh, got you. there's okay. soon man i will i will i need to make it make a trip to iowa and then i'll i'll just hop on you, one of your you shows remember when you did make a trip to iowa <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you did that man that was super dope for me um, that was the coolest yeah, yeah i was happy to do so i was happy yeah, to do so that was the start of me trying to really make this room pop and when you're able to fucking have people come from out of state or just just dope talented people because you know, the pool of shitty comics is is large and it's easy to be like hey come do 70 minutes you know like it's so easy to do that but I don't know. I got like integrity and like I care about the show. <laughs> so I when you did that, that, I thought that was super dope, man. And I appreciate. I met it. your standards. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, right. yeah. I think that's another thing too. Is like because I uh, I don't live in Kansas City anymore. I'm going to a new city, so now I'm part of that like shitty comic group when people see me. Like I don't know who this guy is. I'll have any name recognition. So now I have to go on stage and like build myself up again. You ever like? Oh yeah. Back in the day when we were kids. As like you, you create a game file for like a Nintendo sixty four, and you accidentally save over that game file, and you're like shit, now I have to go back and start new. Oh yeah, literally, I'm starting on level one of Mario sixty four right now. I got to go through King Bomb Bomb over the cliff, and I'm starting from there. Like I don't, I have to collect so many stars to get back to where I was. It's it's a pain. I got other new things I could try, you know. No, that's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about the the concept of starting over because it's one of the shittiest things i've done in this comedy game <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> yeah i don't recommend it so <laughs> yeah look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast, a podcast that is mine. Like I fucking. I feel like I don't really own all the rights because it's through Anchor, and I'm sure they're listening, um, and they're dope. <laughs> Just make sure that's being said. But I, I'm a little worried. I feel like it's a little bit like the government. Like, they control a lot more than than I think. So um, that's probably the weirdest introduction to an episode. <laughs> um, but in keeping with having people on today, and it's, it's almost like a, I don't want to say blast from the past, but yeah like like when i get to talk to people from arizona that that was really a part of comedy that i was doing and we actually did a a couple of different projects um it's cool to kind of catch up so with that being said on today i have ryan thorson but i'm gonna let you introduce yourself because i feel like um you can do a much better job than i can so who are you and let everybody know what you about oh shit that's a lot of pressure yeah i'm ryan thorson uh was a stand-up comedian for a while, long time. Started in Arizona with Day, and yeah, now I'm a complete dirtbag. I don't even know what to say about myself. I work from home. I live at home. I'm in a one-bedroom apartment. I don't even do comedy anymore. I don't know why you brought me on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's got to be some light. Like, are you are you dating? Yeah. Or are you like? Oh no, it? single, total dirtbag, <laughs> total. You're not gonna dig up any gold nuggets with that. But no. <laughs> Like what you said about Anchor, though, that was kind of scary. You like started off like, I think Anchor's listening. And I don't know if they like pulled a gun on you or what. You completely flipped on that. Okay, so like, this, this is weird, over. but this is where we are. So I was, so I love Anchor. Anchor is, was, is, it's what I, I filtered the, the podcast through. And I've had an exceptional like experience with it so far. But, you know, you go down the rabbit hole and you're like, what's the best, you know, platforms for, for, for podcasts? And, there was this one like review from a dude who really doesn't like anchor. Like he was like, he, and it was, it was, it was full and I read it and it seemed like, you know, like you had a bad experience, like a bad date. And, yeah. but that started me like clicking on more things and clicking on more things. And then I found a full like news article about anchor and like how they, you know, they, they, you don't own the rights to, to said, you know, material and blah, blah, blah. It got me worried. So, so that's what this episode is. It's oh, things man. that worry me. What what worry what see. worries you, sir? I'm worried about you losing your podcast to some token white guy now. If you <laughs> grow big, they'll be like, nah, you're you're not the demographic we're looking for. And you just it's it's gone. It's it's now instead of peace talk, it's talking peace with some guy named Clint. It's- <laughs> this is this is why I try to have as many white people on as possible. It gives balance. <laughs> <laughs> to the platform and they're like hey we're getting best of both i'm not racist i listen to today's podcast so that's what it was yeah that's what i tell people I'm like i had a black friend in arizona once yeah. right right like <laughs> and then like prove it <laughs> show me a picture of y'all together <laughs> so, so you you were in arizona you you moved to casey isn't that where you are originally from where are you originally from no, I'm a, I'm originally from uh, Chatham, Illinois, near Springfield, Illinois, which we're right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're yeah, back? You're back home? Yeah, yeah. I got a. So I'm afraid that the uh, 
So I was living as a, as a digital nomad. You know what that is? No, not, it's, not, not it's like, even pretend. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like uh, it's kind of like the gypsies would would live. You just kind of you put all your stuff in your car and then you go and live somewhere for a little while. Then you go somewhere else live for, live for a while. Yeah, yeah. So like basically, I was homeless for like. Uh, <laughs> Got it. I would just live at Airbnbs for a while. So uh, yeah, it was the coolest lifestyle because I would just get to travel everywhere. I mean, I've been to uh, forty-seven states. I just kind of hang out. It's kind of like you're just full-time traveler. There's so many ways to like pay for it too. Like people don't understand like how easy it is to just like scam the system. Uh, <laughs> please, please, please yeah, tell. Yeah, please. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lay some knowledge. If you ever go on a trip, like just get a new credit card. Just go get that because all of them offer like if you spend like three grand in three months, they'll give you like eight hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, something like that. So you just do that. You, I'm living in Airbnb. Just use a credit card. You got an entire month rent paid for by <laughs> capital one what if what but what, what happens when they want their money like you well I mean, you got to pay it back i'm not saying that but i'm just saying like you're gonna pay for it anyway so if you're gonna go on a trip use a credit card get it paid for you're basically like staying for free yeah gotcha. and also yeah sports gambling that's where it's at too it's all the rage now everybody's opening their own books they all have like introductory offers Put in $500 they give you free $500 to bet with because you're gonna lose it use that $500 <laughs> Gamble it away. If you win, you just got your whole state paid for. Got it. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm living. I'm living terribly. That's, <laughs> you're looking at me like you. You've you've changed quite a bit since the last time I saw you. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Let's 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 definitely pick up that. So, how do we? If you remember how how do we met? How do we meet? And how do we know each other? Obviously through comedy. I can't. I was thinking about it all day. I can't remember how we how we met or. Was it just essentially being in the in the Phoenix comedy scene? Was there anything that that you remember for as far as us first meeting? I remember the first time I saw you perform. I don't remember the first time we actually like had a conversation. First time I saw you perform, I remember it was at a stand up Scottsdale R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were... We were doing, it was an open mic that you were hosted at. I remember now, yeah, you were hosting an open mic. And like, for those of you who don't know, open mic, it, it's just like 800 shitty comedians talking for five minutes. And the host comes out and it's supposed to be like, yeah, give it up for that guy. All right, next to the stage, <laughs> this guy. And you were doing like 20 minutes in between each comic. <laughs> you had your own HBO show in between each comic. And it was like one in the morning. We're on comic number five. I'm like number 87. I was just like Jesus Christ. So I remember that. And I was like, "Yeah, th- make the most of your time, whatever you can." That you know that is that is quite hilarious. And I remember that because I had only been to stand up Scottsdale like three times. You know, because because when I first started doing comedy, I was at the Comedy Spot, and I think I've talked about that on the podcast. But the Comedy Spot essentially was like, if you work this club, you can't work other clubs, and their direct rival. Was stand up Scottsdale with the erratic um, Howard? I was gonna say Howard Stern. What the fuck is his name? Be cool. Howard Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, who was on uh, Bar Rescue for uh, <laughs> a couple of episodes, <laughs> did not go well. Did not. No, did it not was it well. was. <laughs> and basically, toward the end of me leaving the comedy spot, I was like, "Fuck it, let me do this room because, like, I." It's like you're in an abusive relationship and, and you get out of it and you're like, I'm not going to let another man hold me down. So 
I um I ended up having a conversation with her. I was like, here, come and host this room and i had never really been there and i wanted to make the most of it so i apologize 72 years later for, for being the comic that everybody hates when you are doing an open mic and you're doing oh so much time in between so absolutely not no i was i mean we were we were young kids back then we're now yeah, old but... and senile yeah <laughs> just i do remember that though so you, you said you're not doing comedy now how long has it been? Man, well, since the world shut down. So <laughs> hopefully, I, I just need to get out there. Like, just do it once. Get back in the saddle. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really all it takes. And I just haven't done that yet. Been lazy. It's really all it is. Gotcha. And I see you, like, working and, and hustling throughout this game through the entire time. I don't know. It was like the world shut down, but Day Peace did not shut down. It was, well, it- it was inspirational to watch. I appreciate it. It was not easy at all. Um, Twenty nineteen was my my best year as a comedian. So to like following up that with with twenty twenty, it was so much promise. I had, I did my album, and then the world shut down, and I was like, cool, I got this album. You know, <laughs> I'll just I'll live off this album for a couple of months, and then the world never like you know opened yeah. up, or at yeah. least it, it's never really been the same so in the in the midst of the pandemic when it when it started i I was only performing like once maybe twice a month for most of 2020 so yeah um, i I think with mine because i actually had a really good year 2019 as well and then yeah because i was traveling and like not touring but i was traveling booking shows i wouldn't call it a tour because it was just kind of extended like looking ahead two months i would book something and i could stay fresh because i'd be in a new place uh, pretty much you know, wherever I was, which was mm-hmm. awesome. And then I think when the world shut down, I almost took like a deep breath where I was just like, Phew. I can just like sit at home, play video games that I haven't played in like three years. <laughs> and then it just, <laughs> I, it's been like, you know, when you, when you get sick, when you were a kid and you get to stay home from school and you just continue and acting like you were sick. Like that's literally what I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm telling my mom I threw up at like five in the morning so i can see if i can stay home a little longer but got it but i yeah, have to yeah. actually get back to work in in 2019 you you put together something called the 52 round tour was that part of you traveling and moving around and doing you know yeah living place yeah, my, to place my goal was to raise 5200 dollars. i didn't quite reach it i think i got a i got a little over three thousand. so i think it was like 32 I uh, donated it all to charity. I donated it to uh, the the Theodore a- Atlas Foundation. Are you familiar with Teddy Atlas, the uh, the boxing trainer? He's on no. ESPN. He was uh, Mike Tyson's trainer for a little bit. Um, real famous. If you like Google him, you'll probably be like, "Oh, that guy." He's got mm-hmm. like kind of okay. Yeah. He, he's a good guy, and his uh, his foundation helps kids in need and families in need. So I was donating all the money to that. And, yeah. What what made you? feel that passionate to put this thing together to raise money and then donate it to that that foundation um the foundation came up i, I always loved boxing as a kid you know it helped me get in shape helped me keep my mind sharp like i don't know I, it really kept me focused as a as a kid and uh, i wanted to get back to something like that and teddy teddy atlas is like the name when it comes to boxing and so his foundation was a no-brainer for me but uh giving back to charity it was just i 
work remotely, so I'm making money as I travel, and I'm doing okay for myself. And I was like, I can donate this instead of keeping it to make myself feel better. I think too, <laughs> you know. Let's be real. Like anybody, anytime someone donates to charity, it's it's you know a little bit to to make themselves feel better, but. Yeah, you know, it it seemed like the right thing to do. It was the right time to do it, and yeah, I, it was something I felt like I needed to do. So, yeah, you you directly uh, inspired and started me doing uh, Toys for Tots every year. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay. This would be the fifth year, but the first year, I was like, "How the fuck do I get people here on a December show?" <laughs> and you 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 had one. You had kind of reached out to me. Uh, I was trying to do flyers, but I wasn't really great at it. But you're like, hey, let me let me support my boy. And you were doing a Toys for Tots at uh, the Improv, I believe. Yeah. And I was like, that's, you know, sounds like a great thing. I see that all the time. Let me tag that to the show. We we didn't do well. <laughs> it, was, it, was, <laughs> it actually ended up being my least successful show out here in Iowa. And oh, we had man. super small turnout i had like a fucking headliner dude who's um like four hundred dollars <laughs> for just him and then i i promised to feature some like it was it was pretty bad yeah. but we we ended up it, with our small crowd we got probably like four little you know bags of toys and that was the start of like hey i'm gonna do this every year and each year it's grown even with the pandemic last year, we did it and, and we still were able to get some cash donations, which uh, I thought was super dope. So um, are you just a fucking charitable guy? Like, like, are you just, like, I think you brought up the only two times I've given back. It's, okay. you know, so right now I'm doing well, but I'm running out of charitable stories. Now, to be honest, I remember the uh, yeah, because I called it hilarity for charity. And my show, I think we had four people in the audience as well. We did not do well audience wise, but I don't know. I was just in the zone. I was networking and sending uh, like just emails, like cold calling people, all these different businesses. I want to say we raised, it was like 1500, I want to say. And we had four people in the audience. We had like two, you know, those big toys for tots boxes. Yes. We had two of those full of toys. Like I had, we had a soldier come in from like the toys for tots thing. Like they'll bring somebody in. And he was like, oh, so you guys probably, I mean, it's cool if you don't have anything for me. I'm like, no, no, no. And I just like wheeled out these two giant boxes of toys. Ah, shit, I have to actually stop somewhere. So that was cool. But yeah, the show itself was a complete disaster, which I guess I'll take that trade off. You don't want to have like 200 people there and raise five bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uncle Sam's going to be like breathing down my neck like, oh, piece of shit. Trying to get us out of money for these kids. But uh, I don't know. It's fun. Like, I think. When I, when I, I'm so bad at like self promotion, mm. oh, like just actually posting even on Facebook or anything like that about my shows, I always feel like I, it's the biggest obstacle for me. So I think one thing that helps me as well is if I can say that it's for a charity, it's like that'll make it a little bit easier. Like I'm working for something else besides my own self promotion. So, you know. I feel like that's that's helping me a lot too. I think that's why I'm somewhat more charitable. It's, it's <laughs> maybe more selfish looking at it. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm using like charities as bribes to get over my isolationism of staying in my own apartment and not wanting to move. Again, I I think it's very dope. Like I said, I I started the first one just to be like, let's attach something to it, and then by year two, I was like into this thing. 
and you know the year three i was just like all in so i i think it's um i think it's great especially if you are in any type of position where you can do something to give back it doesn't necessarily have to be a charity or foundation it doesn't have to be once a year or anything like that but i just think there is um something dope about you know doing for others who are less fortunate or can't do for themselves um so so facebook was down today and like that was like a big deal um you're not much of a social media guy is that fair to say yeah you know what's funny is i actually work as a digital marketer like so social media <laughs> is like it's what pays my bills but i don't even know the last time i posted uh on my own social media page i, I can't stand social media even though it's what i actually do for a living but yeah yeah i'm <laughs> not i will not post to social media at all it's terrible yeah so so yeah I, I wanted to to dig deep into that i got a best friend who has never had a facebook and my my new recent joke that i'm i'm working on is i'm convinced he's a serial killer like i can understand yeah, I can getting on facebook and getting off facebook or you know like like if, if you never had one what happened like who like who hurt you you know so, yeah yeah so. he was beat with like a, a tablet or some sort of like connecting that's like for somebody who says like oh, i've never had a drink before like you you saw some shit when you were a kid. like something something happened where you didn't want to at least grab a bottle of some kind like right you made it through all out. your life without having one <laughs> like i remember being a kid and like parents would have parties and stuff like that just alcohol would be there you'd snag it you'd try it you'd spit it out because it was gross as a kid but like you at least you at least have that uh, sort of childhood wonder of what it's like to get fucked up with the adults you never had that it's first it's crazy <laughs> uh, yes and no no because i felt like i get my ass beat if i did anything wrong like i was i was a really great kid i was like the the best in the circle and i think i i i think i sort of developed uh can't fuck this image up you know so, so when, it, when it came to like everybody doing bad shit i would be there and be around it but i was very unlikely to participate <laughs> so we're just there to take like an instagram photo show it off <laughs> like, like, i'm good i'm good i'm gonna get out of here before the police oh, come though i'm gonna exactly <laughs> no i don't i don't i don't think i remember my first drink um I, I think it was beer and more specifically actually i think it was malt liquor <laughs> which was oh terrible. god <laughs> um I, I mean i wasn't like four i think i think i was maybe eight or nine really i didn't i didn't i wasn't much into drinking or drugs uh as a teenager and and when i got my 20s i still don't think i drink a lot i think i drink majority when i'm at shows so i think i probably drink the most in my 30s um do you remember the first drink you had and and do you have like a signature you go to a bar you can only order one drink what would it be type Oh, damn. No, I don't remember what mine was. Like, I mean, when you grow up in central Illinois, it's it's just all around you. Like, just options of getting fucked up. Like, you got weed and meth to your left, and then you got <laughs> booze all over the place. You're right. Like, it's just, it's what white kids did in central Illinois. <laughs> I don't remember what mine was. It was definitely in high school, I want to say. Maybe. Yeah, it had to be high school. There's no way it was younger than that. Probably like 16. I, was, I think it was a Southern Comfort. You know that one? SoCo? Like a whiskey. It's like a, yeah, SoCo. It's like a fake whiskey. 
with some raspberry in there. Hated I think it. that's what it was. Hated it. Yeah. Oh my god. Like drinking it now, it almost tastes like a. You can just taste like the cancer-causing agents in it. Like you don't know where any of the sweetness came from. It's not natural at all. I think it was that. I don't have a drink that I just I look on the menu at a bar now, and it's just like, what is a dollar or two dollars? And I'll get some of that. <laughs> What's the thing? What is the cheapest thing that you can put in a glass for me? No, or I think- like I mean, I'll get a beer or something like that, but I I just don't. I can't handle just. I don't drink all that often either, so I don't really like to. I don't know all the ins and outs now. I feel like. There's some booze that I remember, like from when I was younger, that's like not around anymore. You can't find it. <laughs> or, like, or it's like Zima. Like yeah, yeah. If I get a Zima, <laughs> I think that was before my time. Did you ever have a Zima? Zima was was the first thing I ever drank in light, and I, really? I was I was a teenager of some age, but that was the first thing. And my mom was into wine coolers. Like that was a, I guess it was a huge thing in the '80s and early '90s for women. I don't want to say that. Like I want to. <laughs> I don't want a man to be like, dude, I fucking love coolers. And he, he, he emails not fuck me. with Bartles and James. <laughs> dude, you don't fucking know. I get shots of them at a bar, bitch. So I don't want that. I don't want for me, the women that I knew and grew up around, they always had wine coolers. So wine coolers, Zima was like the first thing I'm like, mm, this is tasty. I get it. <laughs> I think that was every kid. Like you just find something that tasted like soda or candy. Like, yeah, why would you drink anything else? And then you start getting hangovers when you're like 25 and you're like, ah, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I think my mom was drinking wine coolers too. I never had a Zima. Like I, I'm still not convinced Zima existed because like people joke about it, but I've never, it's out of business, right? It's like, yes, yes. I think it went out like the next year and it came out. <laughs> it did not have a good run. I mean, it was, it, I think it was a market thing. Like, it was a it was a fad that they didn't you know add to. I don't fucking know. I, I should and now I'm gonna research Zima like after we get yeah. off. I'm be like, whatever happened to that company? Whatever happened to Z- maybe you get a sponsorship for your show sponsored yeah. by Zima? The first drink <laughs> I got fucked up off of. What's what's your least favorite drink? Beer, alcohol, or wine? What's like uh, uh like if if someone offered that to you for free, you'd be like, I'm good for free that's that's tough there's i mean i don't know why people drink gin outside of wanting to tell people that they drink gin because you know? <laughs> like i don't i've never had like a liquid christmas tree and been like this is some good shit no no you're crazy like when no i i, I 100 agree I, I think gin is terrible the drink gin and tonic to me is 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 also terrible uh the other two things that stand out is jaegermeister and yeah. um yeah. what's the peppermint uh, oh, spice. Uncle Rumple? Rumplemints? What? No, Rumplemints? No, I was thinking of um, it's the spicy cinnamon. I'm sorry, cinnamon. Um, oh, uh, Fireball. That's Fireball. Like- Those two are like, I got stories of of. I remember taking them, and I didn't like the night. So, yeah, yeah. There was one I remember in college. My one like everybody has that booze story that just like it, it's bad. Like you you wake up somewhere that you don't remember getting to mm-hmm. and mine was it wasn't fireball it was uh, gold schlager it was basically like fireball but like apparently had pieces of gold in there you remember that yes absolutely like, this can't be this can't be healthy you're selling something <laughs> that like i remember trying to feel like why, why would you put gold pieces in here and apparently like somebody told me it like cuts you it's almost like a 
like chewing tobacco where it like cuts you up a bit so the alcohol gets in your bloodstream. I'm like, there's no way the FDA is going to allow <laughs> these teenagers to just cut their stomachs open to get filled with gold alcohol. Like that's- First of all, they were not selling it to teenagers. I think that's important to share. <laughs> <laughs> you make it seem like they were marketing it. Well, who but else is going to buy alcohol with gold pieces in there? <laughs> no one else is going to buy that. No one else. I, I remember there was someone, I was at like an apartment in college and I was like, I don't know if I just stole it. I think someone was being mean. I wanted to leave, but I didn't want to like leave and not be cool. So I was like, I'm taking this. And I left and I went to a friend's apartment and just like finished the bottle and passed out the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I, I think what happened too was I think I threw up in the toilet <laughs> and clogged the toilet or something happened where like. No, something happened with like the toilet broke. So it was just like leaking all over me as I'm like passed out in the bathroom. That was, <laughs> that's my number one. I will never drink that again. Got Maybe it. that's why I'm trashing gold sloggers because like, I feel like I have a beef with it. Like we, <laughs> it, it, it beat my ass in college. And now I just yeah. like, no, it's a bitch. It yeah. well, this is, um, this is a traumatic experience. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, each episode uh, now features uh one of my debates i've been doing debates on facebook for oh so long my favorite are when we have requested ones and i i try to make them be specific to the individual but with facebook being down this is the only one that i can find and uh, i'll just read it and you can respond give advice or do whatever you like with it but um i'm excited for this (laughs) (laughs) uh the day's debated eight requested debate what is the best way to get over someone? I've been together with my boyfriend for four years. We were living together. My family loves him. His family loves me to the point that uh, I almost felt that we were like letting them down. We ended things on good terms, but I see that he's been out dating and I'm still crying almost like every week. It's been an, over a month. Can you post this so I can try something new instead of keep buying new pillowcases? That's a weird thing to purchase, like when you're heartbroken. Like most girls do, like ice cream and wine. You're just pillowcases. Uh, number one, I don't think I should be the one giving advice to a girl who's heartbroken. Because uh, just being on the other side of it, like I see what what girls do. The most popular thing is just post every ten seconds to Snapchat and all the top social media networks. Uh, do that. Because that'll let them know that you're doing well when you just have a big <laughs> smile on your face. Uh, right. Go get a gym membership. You don't have to work out or anything. Just make sure you take enough pictures in the locker room to know <laughs> that you're you're improving yourself. Do that. Um, definitely go to every restaurant in town multiple times a night because I don't know how these girls do it. They're like, oh, we're gonna get an appetizer here. We're gonna get a drink here and then dinner here. I've never seen girls eat four different meals at dinner, but. Uh, there's that, that is a thing. That is, yeah. <laughs> oh, they got yeah. the best. They got the best uh, spinach artichoke. <laughs> that, yeah. that's a thing. Twenty seven ninety nine, and <laughs> I'm not even full yet. Yeah, uh, that's what I see. I mean, to be honest, though, jokes aside, if you're trying to get over somebody, just just honestly do improve yourself. Go to the gym, find a healthy hobby. You know, and, and especially as a girl, dudes grow on trees. Bang! There you go. Maybe you just need some love and need somebody to come home at night. You have options. As guys, we're so fucking lonely. Jesus. You ever try using any dating sites? You've been together for a long time with your girls, so I don't think you have. You haven't even gotten into that no, world. I, I, I definitely have. 
Oh, you have. <laughs> in between. Okay. In, in between. between. Okay. <laughs> well, things have gotten way worse. Because <laughs> I think, like, as a girl, you have so many options, you know? You can just go out there. For guys, it's a total numbers game. As a girl, you have unlimited numbers. Unlimited. Get yourself a, a Tinder or a Hinge. You'll see that dudes are all over the place for you. So there you go. I think I just gave the most unhealthy advice <laughs> I could have possibly given this poor girl. Keep buying your pillowcases. Maybe you're onto something. This is- <laughs> what's what's been the the worst breakup that you've had or that you've experienced? Worst breakup. See, I don't usually with mine. We just grow uninterested in each other because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to laugh at that, but like, no, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's a real it's thing. Funny. <laughs> so like we'll start off okay and i don't know how to like progress from like that beginning three week stage because i'll be dating girls for like six months and they'll be like i know you weren't looking for anything and i was like well i thought things were going well like you <laughs> just i i was off like most people like think about moving in with somebody i've never had that thought it just so I really don't really have any bad ones outside. Like they'll badmouth me, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's all right." Yeah, that's you just kind of move on, or you know. Is there I anything? Is there anything you did specifically to move on from from a past relationship that you think maybe just specifically helped you? You say you you know you got to video games doing more yeah. into video games during the pandemic. Did you have something that you did after like a break <laughs> like a breakup? I think I was just moving too fast like i mean just find a hobby and you'll get over them you just be like okay yeah that girl was cool but i mean i've been playing nba 2k i've won like three championships like i don't <laughs> like i'm getting rings she didn't get one but i got <laughs> facts i don't <laughs> i mean yeah it, and it sounds maybe heartless but i don't know i think i think what you realize that most people are shit and like you can just find another per like whoever you were dating, you could easily upgrade or find someone on the same level, like pretty easily. It's not that it's not too hard. Like even me living in a one bedroom apartment, it's like there's somebody out. Like, you don't even need to leave your house before you get a date. Like now <laughs> with the pandemic, you can meet them online. Like you can literally have this conversation with a, as in like a dating format. It's you don't even have to meet them in person, and it's just. That's how easy it is now. I've gone on virtual dates. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah, it's like you'll get a weird connection or like you'll hear a baby crying in the background. You didn't even know they had kids and it'll just <laughs> throw the whole date off. But your options are endless right now. <laughs> Don't bring that baby on our date. What are you <laughs> Lock it up in the closet. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that baby crying. Get a titty in its mouth. Get it out yeah. of here. Um, okay, so we're, we're at the end. And... Um, we're going to end the episode with you asking me a question, if you have one. And if not, no big deal. But I do want to ask you one random comedy question. Normally, I have you pick a number, but because we're pressed for time, I, I got one that I just, I guess I'm just more uh, curious uh, of your answer. So tell me about a show that you absolutely killed and one where you bombed miserably. It's always the bombs that are more funny than the ones you actually killed. Like, yeah, you go to a show and be like, oh, I did so well that day and all that. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think of one that I'll start with the bombing, I think, because those those are so much worse. You know? 
those really those really like kill you <laughs> like they make you not want to do comedy ever again i'm trying to think of like the worst one because there's been a few oh i remember it now no i do i remember it because it was at uh old crack ups with uh mr sydney smith oh hey i just uh i just had him on um the second to last episode okay yeah, yeah. so good guy ran a ran a fun room uh, it was in a bar. That was like, it was. <laughs> there's, no, there's no around that. Like it's, no, no, I, I don't mean that. I was gonna break. No, it's definitely like a bar, bar. Like it's not like a club, club. No, and it was. Yeah, it was called Crack Ups. Great. It was a great place. Like I really did enjoy it. But like you have your stage, and then there's like a hallway. Like you have the audience, and then there's a hallway, and then there's like a shower curtain, and then there's the loud bar. So there was a lot of nonsense going on at the time too. I'm doing my first show that i think i'm getting money for maybe it was one of the early ones so i'm like yeah i gotta do well out here and i watched the first comic go up and he i'm not gonna say his name but he did the worst 10 minutes i've ever seen in my life oh, you have to I've say his seen, name now no i'm not gonna because he's a very initial. nice man oh my god uh you're gonna say it you're no i don't know if you know him first name starts with r so yeah uh i last name I, don't want to, I won't say his last name i'll feel terrible <laughs> <laughs> but he goes up there and he doesn't even say a joke he's just like hey what do you guys want to talk about you, you know what somebody <laughs> that, like, night. so like he's pacing back and forth trying to like ask these people questions he's asked like 800 questions and everybody's just sitting there <laughs> and i'm just like this is not gonna go well and then Someone else went up there, did terrible. I go up there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to save the show. Here comes Superman. Bob. <laughs> oh, God. I remember the uh, the waitress came up. She was like walking, giving out water. And she actually asked me on stage if I wanted anything. That's how bad. She's like, you want like a drink or something? This seems to be going awful for you. You want me to go get you some jokes while I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, got it. I remember the uh, and then the show that went well. I was at a, it was at a Nick Paul ran show. Uh, this is a long time ago. Nobody knows who Nick Paul is, but he was like the sound guy or something for stand up Scottsdale. So it was like, well, yeah. Once upon a time, I think him and Howard were lovers. You know? <laughs> hey, you but know they what? were like they like legitimately they were best friends or there there was there was a. Like a mentorship. I think Nick really looked up to Howard and they had a relationship in which was Yeah, so it was was a short joke. Yeah, nobody knows who he is. So that was you know. That's right. I'm gonna call him (laughs) up. (laughs) He's probably hung himself. Okay, that's not Oh my god. That's not not funny at all. I hope not. But anyways, I was doing a show of his at a it was at some bar, it was a competition thing, and it was the first time that I'd ever done well. You, you you remember your first time you ever did well at a like I don't mean like get a couple laughs here and there but I actually like controlled the room had people paying attention to it and you're like oh my god I'm doing something do you remember that yeah yeah you know I, I think I do I think I do I mean I yeah in in the sense of like everything went right yeah I, I do remember that and I have it on video which makes it like wow. that's even better. stands out to me yeah so I was doing that and I was doing so well and i had never done like well for an extended period of time I mean, you get a couple jokes in the beginning that go well and then it's just like all right here we go and like you know the, the roller coaster crashes down this one i was just doing well everything i said was landing and i was just like oh my god and i started thinking i was like why did that go well and i'm like oh because i was really mad for some reason <laughs> and i just didn't give a shit and i was like yelling at people 
because I recorded it too. And I'm like, God, I was so angry. And I was like, this is why I guess comedy works. You got to get really pissed that things aren't going your way and just go with that. And uh, I remember that now. Yeah, I think I did a joke about the Little Mermaid and that killed. That was way back when. So <laughs> angry Little Mermaid jokes is where every comedian should start. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, opening that jar <laughs> and going back into that memory, those memories and sharing. Do you uh, right. do you have a question for me or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're doing podcasts, you're doing shows, you're building a comedy empire in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What is, what's next for you? Like, what is, what is you, uh, what do you want to do? Like, what's, what's the next step? Do you have something in the works? Um, the, the next big thing is I want to work on, uh, my second album. The peace of mind was, was, was so a, a learning curve on the entire process. Cause I did it all independently, which it's one of those things where like, I'm, I'm very proud with the final product but i also know how much better it could have been and i learned so much where i like to put and apply all of that to the second album so second album is going to be called thank you detroit it's going to be centered around gratitude uh peace of mind had like these five points of you know how do you kind of achieve um you know peace of mind and, and just putting yourself in a better mental state the second album is going to be about you know thinking Detroit and Arizona and just small parts of the journey that um, sort of get left out when I'm on stage. So that's probably the biggest thing that I want to do. But uh, I, yeah, I like the podcast to grow, which sort of started off as like a therapy session, <laughs> therapy session with myself. Um, because for most of season one and two, it was just me on it talking for like 40 minutes, which I love, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But People were like, yes, get fucking people on here. So um, <laughs> I made a list of people that I'd like to talk to that I fucking love and fuck with. And I enjoy I enjoy the podcast aspect of, of that and having guests. I don't want to just be like, you know, tell me about your movie. You were, you know, I, don't want, yeah. I want it to be people that I actually know and have relationships with. So I like the podcast to grow. And ultimately, I like to start getting into different rooms in more states with things hopefully opening up or becoming a little bit more safer um i just want to get back that 2020 year that i feel like i i didn't have the opportunity to that's good yeah i mean you you're you're hilarious you're easy to talk to you're a great interviewer like this podcast is going to be great it's gonna be fire like it already is and it's only going to grow so i was just curious about like you know where your plans were going because I mean, you're doing so much, and I'm doing so little. Inspiration <laughs> to do something. So I'm gonna make a podcast, and yeah, I'm gonna have you on there. Just do probably two episodes, put a lot of time into it, and never touch it again. So that's, that's hey, probably what put, I'm looking at. Put, put the put the work out and let it just let it just live. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a two track album, and no one's gonna listen to it. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we touched base, man. Uh, thank you very much for doing this and being a part of the episode. Good to just kind of catch up and see you. You have a beautiful beard, and I my beard has not come in yet, which makes me sad because I literally yeah, started it at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, and we're over a year and a half and, and nothing. <laughs> I have a little patch right here. It's That's just good. not. It's oh, oh you know what? Before, before you get out of here, 
I now on stage for several times have said, people say, <laughs> people, people say I look like I shave with matches, which <laughs> was a roast that we did that you said about my, my horrible beard back then. <laughs> And I can't outlive that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been on stage and be like, yeah, uh, my, my friends say I look like I shave with matches and it's it's always a good laugh. So That's thank good. you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember doing a lot of roasts back then. Those <laughs> were interesting times. You were just so mean. to. Uh. Yeah, it's a roast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Thanks for uh, doing it. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say to the people listening? Oh, uh, I wish I could give you some positive news to get out of here, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, we're going to get through this. We're going to keep on trucking and keep listening to the podcast. I appreciate that, bro. You be safe. Uh, get out of the one bedroom apartment from time to time. Meet somebody. <laughs> get back into comedy. I can't wait to see and hear about it. Will do. Appreciate it. All right. See you, bro. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.